Hey, teacher mama. Today we get to have the second part of a conversation we had with Travis Greenlee. Um, so if you have not already listened to episode 99, which is quickly becoming one of our most listened to episodes, because it is gold, absolute gold, go back and listen to episode 99 um, for the first part of this conversation with Travis. Today, we're continuing that conversation and talking more about how can we hold space for our individual parenting styles, which can sometimes be very different, um, whether it be in our, our partnership with our spouse or co-parent, or perhaps there's a nanny involved or uh, grandparents. And sometimes we have very different parenting styles. So how can we go about having those different styles, not stepping on each other's toes, but also um, holding on to our own beliefs about parenting and, and not telling the other people, hey, you're parenting wrong, but maybe this is, I, I would like us to have a conversation about how to maybe do this a little differently. And, and those can be really tough conversations. And a lot of times I think, we don't have them hoping that the issue goes away. And Travis has a lot of great insight and ideas about how to have that open communication without being rude, you know, and, and without it turning into a fight. So I think this is also going to be gold. I, I, can, I just know it's also going to be right up there with episode 99. It's going to be one of our most popular episodes, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. So let's dive in. Hey, Teacher Mama. Welcome to the Teacher Mama's podcast. Do you want to feel rested and have more focus in the classroom and at home? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for motivational quotes, ways to keep students' attention, or creative ways to relieve stress? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel exhausted and inefficient when behaviors continue to show up in the classroom and you find yourself taking work home again? Hey, I'm Ashley. And I'm Roberta. We too felt exhausted and wished for less behaviors and more time to do the things we love outside of school. We wanted to live more energetic and balanced lives and keep work at work. But we kept telling ourselves we didn't have enough time or energy until we found some time and stress management strategies that worked for each of us. In this podcast, you're gonna find health, routines, and mindset tips so that you will feel energetic and not exhausted. So go grab your favorite drink and a notebook and your favorite pen because we're about to dive in. Hey there, teacher mama. Did you know that we have a weekly newsletter? The newsletter comes out every Thursday morning, and it is the best place right now to communicate with us. So just hit that reply button in the email, tell us what's on your mind, maybe a podcast episode that resonated with you, or to just say hello. We love hearing from you. So please subscribe to that newsletter, hit reply, and um, sometimes I'll have like a little prompt in there, like a little question to get to know you better. And so we love when you hit that reply button on our emails. And like I said, that's the best way to communicate with us right now. So the link to sign up for that newsletter is in the show note. What, um, just kind of talking about like 
individual parenting styles and practices, um, how can we hold space for maybe your partner doesn't agree with things that you're doing, you don't agree with things that they're doing, but it's very important to each of you to be doing those things. Um, so how can we hold space for that um, while holding to our own beliefs about parenting, also not stepping on each other's toes and telling our partners that they're parenting wrong? Yeah, I. that's a really, really awesome question. Um, we need to let go of the beliefs that we need to let, we need, no, not let go. Well, number one, we need to let go that we are supposed to have all the answers. Mm -hmm. Have to let go of that because parenting is a growth opportunity. Like I was saying before, if we have the opportunity to become the best person we possibly can, we can't be static about it. We have to allow ourselves to be flexible and dynamic. And so we need to allow our beliefs to flex a little bit. And what I was talking about before about in the communication of, of providing affirmation, you know, if offering that to our partners or, hey, that was different. I wouldn't have done it that way. Um, how do you feel like that went? Um, you know, I mean, and truthfully asking that question without an agenda is really mm -hmm. key. Oh, how do you think that went? You know, I mean, your tone is key. Your tone is everything. <laughs> Just like when we talk to talk to kids, you know, you you need your partner. You need your partners. You need the support. You're not an island. You cannot be an island. You cannot do this alone. So mm -hmm. finding a way to have... Um, a little bit of humility in some of those moments to bite something back, to take a deep breath, to, to, to say, and I know that we talked about this in the last podcast, but you know, like it may be an opportunity to just take a deep breath and say, we are going to talk about this. I would love to talk about this. Let's take mm -hmm. a break right now. And we are going to come back later on and talk about it. And energy has a chance to change and shift. I like um, that question. How did, how do you think that went? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it, the frame of what went well and what could have gone better. It's one that I use in the classroom. It's one I use in outdoor education. It's one I use with projects. It's one I, one I use in my own partnership. It's, and whether it, those are your words or you choose your words around that idea, it's a really strong reflective point, whether it's just for yourself, mm -hmm. whether it's for you together or whether you're holding that space for one other person, you know, you're trying to give them that feedback. You're trying to help them reflect as well. Um, and the more you do it, the easier it gets. He's going to expect it. He's like, okay, all right. So we're going to, so what went well, what, what could have gone better? You know, like, I really think that mm -hmm. X, I could have done X better, but I really liked that I tried this and that's wonderful. And that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Even if it's different, we mm -hmm. need, our teachers are everywhere, you know, our child yeah. is the greatest teacher, I think. The children are our yes. greatest teachers. And we need to hold that same space for others um, as well, that they can show us something that we didn't believe in before, we didn't, don't agree with. We need to be able to have that diversity of thought. We need our children mm -hmm. to see that that's okay. Um, but we need to do it in an amicable way. And that's why if you can have those conversations, if you know that you can have those conversations in front of your child, hopefully you can think a little bit more about the tone that you bring to the conversation. If you're right. too inflamed and you can't walk away from the conversation, try to have it in private. 
and be mindful like that, like what you're saying before Roberta, be mindful <laughs> not to just go behind a door and then yell it all out. <laughs> right. Because you might be, and you might need to get something out of your body. So, I mean, take a deep breath, go find some other modality, find some other place because those conversations are like tattoos for our children. There are things that they can look back at later on. They can refer to mm -hmm. how we go about something is really, really important. So if we are intentional about like, okay, so your dad and I, or your mom and I, um, or the next door neighbor and I are going to talk about how today went. Um, and why don't you come and, and just like have a sandwich while we, we talk, you know, and like be, be in the room because they're going to, they're going to take that in. And so for them to see that not everything goes really all you know, it's not all puppy dogs and ice cream all the time. And that mm -hmm. everyone has a different way of doing things. I mean, the age old thing is that it's the parent versus the teacher at school. Oh, your right. teacher does things different or the parent of your best friend. Oh, well, they do things differently in their house. And we can get into this push pull situation when we really need it to be a supportive environment. We need our teammates. So how can we say things a little bit differently? How can we take a deeper breath? How can we be a little bit more flexible in our beliefs? How can we provide affirmation? Because it's also what we need too. Right, mm -hmm. and I actually I was thinking about that too, Travis. I think even, and, and part of this is I'm, I'm doing currently a lot of like inner critic work right now for myself. Right and on. thinking through these questions of, even this appreciation uh, thing you mentioned, and then also talking about what went well, what didn't after whatever it is happens, right? Even just posing that to myself and allowing myself, because I think that inner critic um, speaks louder if we're not doing the work to help that. <clears throat> but being our inner coach as well and saying, well, what did I do that went well in this parenting moment? and asking ourselves that question and also what can I appreciate about my parenting today? Cause I think I, I know I've fallen into the rut of only reflecting on the things I've done wrong and what can I do to fix it next time? Instead of thinking about as well, what, well, there are a lot of things actually that I do well. I just don't take the time to think that through. So these questions, I think we can pose not only to our partners, but also ourselves and help kind of our own self-esteem a little bit. If it helps for our mm -hmm. listeners, and I'm sure that we have a, a lot of listeners here that that that, that are, haven't been teachers before, you know, we're, right. we're, the three of us are walking this this beautiful line of being able to be being able to be teachers and being able to be parents and being able to set ourselves like outside and look in at these, these two amazing ways of being and ways of teaching and ways of learning. Um, it's really key to do that kind of reflection. And one frame that I offer and I would offer to, um, to our listeners is glows and grows. Um, and, and glows and grows. It's just like, what, how are you glowing? What is a way that you're glowing? And if you, it, and it, it's, it's, I think it's really helpful to start with that. Cause like you're saying, Roberta, like we default in all of these, in all of these scenarios that we're talking about. Parenting is so sacred that, mm -hmm. and we all hold it to be so sacred 
that um, it's easy to feel inflamed. It's e easy to feel combative. It's easy to feel like um, you're doing things wrong. Or if you're doing things right, no one's really paying attention. You know, I'm, I'm not being acknowledged, you know? And so we, yeah. we can really default to this, the toxic behaviors, the toxic tones, even with ourselves. And mm -hmm. if you're not taking care of yourself, you cannot take care of anyone else. It's, it's, I'm also in wilderness medicine and I've been a lifeguard before. So if anybody out there has been a lifeguard. Uh, and so the idea that you need, if you're going to save someone's life or protect them in a bad situation, you must take care of yourself because there's no one else to protect that person mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. protect you. You need to, to make sure that you're taking care of yourself first. And parenting is very, very, very much like that. We lose sight of that in the classroom. It is so difficult in this day and age, especially for teachers to take care of themselves because the environment around them is not always very supportive. It's not always mm -hmm. acknowledging of not only the hard work that we go, that we put in as, as teachers, but there are so many, there's so much misunderstanding. There's so much miscommunication that's going on. We're putting out so many fires all the time. It's so easy to let ourselves go first. And the same thing happens in parenting. So when you're doing a glows and grows at the end of the day, or if you really want to dial it in, do it consistently, set a couple of alarms on your phone and check in with yourself routinely anywhere from one to five times a day or more. Start the day mm -hmm. that way, end the day that way. Do, book, do bookmarks, get used to do it, doing it. Do it with your partner, get used to doing it with your, your kiddo. Do it on Fridays as a family. Have it mm -hmm. be something that you can reflect on, but start with your glows first. Acknowledge yourself for something that you feel that you really worked hard on and that you made some progress with, even if it didn't go as planned. And then your grows, where you really could be better for us to always look at ourselves and acknowledge where there, where there could be more practice, more progress. That's where the practice needs to go in. Then we can laser focus our practice right onto that thing and, and get better. And if we, if we share these things in front of other people, then they can also hold us accountable to it. We have mm -hmm. that support of accountability. It's a beautiful practice that I'm writing a note that I want to try that with my kids. I think, um, mm -hmm. we, we have a gratitude practice, which is, can be, can look very similar to the glow, mm -hmm. but missing the, the grows part, I feel like there's just such valuable insights and conversations that can come out of that with our, with our kids, if we can get them thinking about their own grows as well, instead of it constantly being us adults telling them how to grow. It's, mm -hmm. Exactly. And yeah. it's very easy for a lot of us in the professional world, for, for kiddos especially, to lean a little heavier in one direction versus the other. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like rice and beans. Together, they make a perfect protein. You know, you, need, you can't have one without the other. And it really does create this balance. If I only acknowledge myself for all the wonderful and beautiful and amazing things that I've done all the time, I'm really not growing. Mm -hmm. I'm really mm -hmm. not. I can be, it is possible to be too kind to yourself. You right. know, in that particular case, it can happen to a fault. But what can happen in, in something even, and it can be just as devastating to see that in somebody else you care about in your child doing that kind of behavior, thinking that they're uh, like 
the best at everything, very, very high and mighty. Maybe there are other, um, other peers, maybe even other adults that are modeling that kind of behavior. You know that inside there's something else at work, but those are the words that they're using and what we say we believe. Mm -hmm. So finding the balance with something that can be constructive that we can work on. And the same, same can happen with only focusing on what I haven't done, which tends to happen mainly for parents. And so something that I experience all the time is that my clients, it's wonderful to be able to work with parents because we're in this safe space and they're able to let their shoulders down. And we're able to create an environment where we can be honest, we can reflect. And there's so much behind that facade. You know, there's been this need to show that you're some other kind of parent or my kid goes to a certain type of school. You've built up all these bricks in this wall to show anybody else looking at the wall that you have all the right bricks in all the right places for your child. You're doing it right. You've got the best parenting strategies. No one else does. Well, on the inside, you're like, I don't even know if I'm doing the right thing. I, I don't even believe in half of that stuff. Mm -hmm. you know. And so being able to create that balance for yourself too, it can, you can literally uplift yourself. You can uplift yourself so that you're, 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 a, um, you're a learner a student of your own, of your own teaching. <laughs> I mean, right. it's, it's really, it's really pretty, pretty fabulous. And it's so basic and it's so easy. And it's wonderful that we have these timers on our phones and alarms. And you could really put that to mm -hmm. some good work when it comes to like gratitude or self-acknowledgement or reflection. And um, yeah, it can remind you because things get lost in the day. For sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. Before we get into our final, like, quick uh, buzz questions here, where, tell our listeners again where they can find you. Um, I know you have some wonderful resources on your website. So if there's anything there you want to specifically share uh, with our listeners, please go ahead and do that. Yeah. You can find out a lot more about me and, uh, and my coaching company, Parent Sidekick, um, at parentsidekick.com and I'm on Instagram at, at parentsidekick and you can find me on Facebook as well. So whatever is your modality for learning, connecting, um, I'm all around. So please reach out. If you go to a website which acts as like a great base camp for me, uh, you, you can see some videos and you can see a little bit more of my philosophy and I have got some quick tools on there and I would just, what makes me happy in this world is to be of service to families and parents. And so if, uh, if any of this sounds like it might, you might benefit from it or just want to have a conversation, please reach out. Beautiful. Quick little questions here. What are uh, you <laughs> grateful for in this season of life? Uh, that's that, that was the easiest of the three questions. Um, <laughs> and I, I will say I, I, as, and I've referenced this a little earlier in the call. I can't remember if this was going on in the in episode seventy, but I became a father, and yeah. fairly recently, it's about five. We're about five months, in, a little, little over five months in now, and my son Quinlan Wilder um, was born, and it is my greatest joy to be able to try to walk the walk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and all these conversations, and and really dip in and. Um, he just, he just makes me feel such light and, um, and he holds me accountable. We do our own glows and grows. Even though he's not talking, he's talking to me. All yeah. Of <laughs> yeah. And, um, For sure. Yeah. 
is my oh, that's muse. beautiful what is Love a book it. that you're reading or maybe a podcast that you're listening to right now very short list uh for everyone and not to not to say that i read a ton i read like a little bit and then i just percolate forever on one idea and then i have to come <laughs> back to that book so books last a long time they're long journeys for for me um so i'll start with the books uh and one is braiding sweetgrass by robin wall kimmerer and if you haven't come across this book her She's a botanist, scientist, amazing educator, and her sense of uh, in being in tune with the earth and with nature. She is a voice of the earth, as far as I'm concerned. Her audiobook is fantastic. She reads it. But this book, Braiding Sweetgrass, I recommend to parents because it's a great, um, it's a great learning tool for how we connect with and look, look at the earth, look to the earth feel a part of the earth because we are not separate from nature. We are nature. And I think it's a wonderful thing to be able to translate for your child as well. Um, hunt, gather, parent, which I don't know if I shared that one last time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it remains one of those books. that's just like little nuggets. And I keep going, going along. And it really does speak to this broader idea of diversity of thought and child raising has gone on since the beginning of time. No one of us ever has it figured out. We have every right to look to the past, to look to the future, to, to look within in order to figure out what the right parenting style for ourselves is. Um, yes. Oh my God, this one is so great. And they just recently made a movie, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. If you have not come across that and, uh, and, and Apple... Um, Apple Plus, I guess. They just uh, made a, a movie about this, an animated film, but it is the sweetest, most touching, most wonderful, deep book that I've I've read in a very, very long time. And I definitely give it to my clients. I think it's 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 very, very much for us as parents and human beings, as much as it is something that we could read to our child over and over and over again. Um, the last one of the book list is Big Magic. Creative Living Beyond Fear. I referenced Big Magic before, and that's by mm -hmm. Elizabeth Gilbert. It's been around for a minute, but for everyone to see that, you know, no one has ever been like us in the world. And it's not about copying one another. It's about inspiration. It's about knowing that our uniqueness is what makes us who we are. Um, and I think it's beautiful for children to know about um, whether we're creators, you know, writers, whatever we do teachers, I think understanding our, that our own big magic is really key. And the podcast I'll just throw out there. I wish I listened to more of them, but the Rich Roll podcast is my favorite because Rich Roll is a brilliant, brilliant man. And he has amazing guests and any episode that has Dr. Zach Bush on his podcast, I will listen to Dr. Zach Bush is probably one of my greatest heroes right now and a great leader in this world. Um, and I, whether it's agriculture, parenting, consciousness, uh, he is someone everyone needs to know for sure. Awesome. Um, I'll have to check that one out. What, Please do. What is a daily routine or something that you do to take care of your mental, physical, emotional, or spiritual self that you are proud of? 
well, some of these things take care of that fill all those buckets, but I think most mm-hmm. of like, you know, sometimes uh, I need to fill those buckets separately. Um, I do a lot of breath work and my, my wife and I are breath, breath work pet practitioners and she is also mm-hmm. a facilitator and teacher. And so like deep breathing is really great. And for those of you, mm-hmm. for any of these things that I'm gonna mention, parents, if you're listening, breathing while putting your child to sleep is great for your child to hear your deep breath. And it's a way for you to take very deep, mindful breaths with them. Mm-hmm. You can even feel their heartbeat if you're holding them. Let that be mm-hmm. attuned to your breath. Um, so I find that, that to be really, really useful, especially when I'm putting my child to sleep. Um, that's how I fit it in. Presence in nature, always. Um, reading to my child, it's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. And he's only five months old. Uh, but that 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 practice is really, really key. And so the point to when he gets to the point where he's reading back to me or listening, you know, he's taking in a lot of this information. I strongly recommend that you take the time, even if you struggle, it's hard to find the time, but read Mm -hmm. with, with and to your child and let them read to you when the time is right. Drinking water. I know it sounds, it sounds basic. No one that I have, have ever known drinks enough water. And, um, I strongly recommend that the first thing you do in the morning, ounces of water really start your day as hydrated as possible we are yeah. more patient we can, we stand to be calmer we can find that rest and retreat within if we are hydrated and we are mostly not hydrated we often start the day mm-hmm. even if it's tea tea and coffee or dehydrating and wonderful rituals in their own right and part of my my practice but drink water drink it often walk around with a water mm-hmm. bottle don't leave home without it for sure um, yoga and stretching mm-hmm. It's huge for me. Journaling and personal reflection gives me space for creativity and getting into that practice helps me in that practice of reflection that we talk so much about. Um, and then I love coffee and cartoons with my kiddo. So <laughs> awesome. it's, it's a little fun. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love, love all those things that you just mentioned. <laughs> you of they help. <laughs> They help. Mm-hmm. Yes. I need a lot of tools in my toolbox, friends. I can't rely oh, on like one, one, two, or three things. I need, I need an arsenal. You know, we uh-huh. show, we show up differently every day with a different body. So, got to be yep. ready. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us again on episode ninety nine. We are so grateful for you, and hopefully, we get to meet you in the near future when we take our trip to Denver. I am really looking forward to that. And it's such a pleasure to be back. And I hope we can continue the conversation again in the future. Yes, I hope so. Episode episode 199. (laughs) There you go. There we go. We'll we'll meet again in 100 episodes from now. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Or less. (laughs) Be well. Have a great night. Hey, teacher mama. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds and leave a review on Apple podcasts? It lights us up to know this podcast is helping you. Also, please share this with a friend who might need it today. Okay. Time to go spend all that extra time we have with our families. No more stressing out over schoolwork that didn't get done before contract time. We'll meet you back here in a couple of days for another episode. Bye. Bye.